Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On a very special episode, your hosts are breaking down everything coming out of the massive virtual event DC Fandom, only on Normies Like Us. The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Don't worry, boss. We got this. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. This is the one that's going to change everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to DC Fandom. Normies, welcome back to Normies Like Us. We hope you're in your own dome of fandom here when you're talking DC Fandom. We certainly are with your hosts, uh, the Reverse Colin. I'll be Detective Co. Mike. Uh, how about Joe Lee, the uh, the the fucking CEO of of Normies Like Us <laughs> DC Fandom episode? <laughs> and this is Wonder Jacob coming at you. It's the baby new year. <laughs> Wonder Twin Jacobs. He's got a little blue monkey behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's saying his magic word to transform. That's right. right. So the fandom, we got another uh, digital event, you know, in the wake of everything online. This one, I think, just overall, generally went over a lot better than I think Comic Con at home did. At least in my opinion. What do you guys think about it? I in um, general, I, I adored this event, man. I watched every minute of it. I woke up early. I ordered uh, Dunkin' Donuts on Postmates and had a breakfast sandwich, a big iced coffee. Watched every single panel. I Love think it. this was. An incredible event, a massive success on every level. Yeah, and as someone who's not really a DC person, I've gone on record multiple times on this podcast. I'm actually pretty excited about some of the stuff that was, you know, revealed or expanded on that we kind of had hints of. So, yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty strong success, too. Colin, how about you? How do you feel about general thoughts on the fandom? Mike, a Carnage person. Joe, a DC person. Um you guys know that I'm just like such a Snyder hater, so we'll get to it. But uh, <laughs> obviously that kind of colors the event for me. But uh, I thought it was super cool. I don't know. And Jacob, what about you? Thoughts of the fan? Yeah. Well, you know, like I might have said this on the pod before, but but growing up, I was a big DC guy over Marvel. I didn't, I didn't really like Marvel until the movies. So DC was kind of like my thing. I used to watch Justice League on the Cartoon Network. Um, so yeah, I like DC and, uh, but I didn't really pay attention to the thing live, but I just watched all the trailers and clips and stuff afterwards. And I feel like I appreciate it enough that way, but I like, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. I definitely think there's, there's enough to talk about. I think, especially with whether you're a Snyder fan or not, whether some of the new stuff that was announced, some of the delayed stuff, we've been talking about that a bit, but, um, fan dome, what, what's with that? Was it in a dome? I don't, I don't uh, get the name. Thunderdome. I, yeah. I can tell you about that. So the way they did this was a completely digital environment where they would throw it from host to host who were all over the world, right? They had people in Brazil. They had people here, people hmm. in the UK. The dome in Fandome was all art done by Jim Lee and other artists that was a digital environment created around them. So you'd be in... Uh, the Hall of Villains in the Fandome, and everything would look like the Joker. And then you would go over to the Watchtower, which had different art. I mean, I think they nailed the the That's con awesome. feeling in a virtual setting by kind of having these different uh, domes, if you will, that had original art. 
That's pretty. That's pretty creative. Joe, I see a lot of people who are saying like, "Wow, DC really beat Marvel to the punch here." Do you say that considering they have that? What's that called? That D twenty three Expo where they sort of get out of a lot of their Marvel stuff. Well, the thing is, D23 currently is every other year. I mean, I think the real argument here is that DC beat everybody. Warner blew every digital event completely out of the park as far as I'm concerned. Um, The problem with events like Comic-Con at Home is that it was relying you to go to their YouTube channel to kind of search out the content you wanted to go through all these different sites. There was one website that had a live stream that was the entire day. When the day ended, there was an announcement that said, hey, we're going to play the entire thing over from the beginning, starting in a half hour. So if you missed anything, stay tuned. It's going to start over. Um, And it wasn't just these major panels with the big reveals that we're going to talk about the entire podcast. I really want to highlight the other things that they did that made it feel like a con. Jim Lee reviewed an artist's portfolio on Zoom, and just gave him tips on drawing, which is something that Jim Lee, unfortunately, doesn't really get to do much at cons anymore. I've seen a handful of panels of him, and, like, that used to be something he would do all the time. If you caught him uh, on the floor, like, he would look at your portfolio and give you tips and shit. As the CEO, he doesn't really have the time or or the ability to do that, I don't think. Uh, But Mm -hmm. here, you just had an artist who submitted their work beforehand, was lucky enough to be chosen, and then got tips from Jim Lee on Zoom on an audience of like 17 million people. Like, how cool is that? Wow. And and that even serves as an educational resource for everybody who didn't get accepted. And plus, just, yeah, how cool would that be to be the person who submitted? And, you know, you kind of get that bump. Jim Lee's looking at it, and so is everybody at home. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. How many... um, Table. I just want to know how many table reads did they do of screenplays? <laughs> there were zero table reads. There were. What? How is that a con? Yeah, I know, right? But there were <laughs> introspectives on things like milestone comics, like talking about the mm. history of them and and how they're going to be returning to to DC books. There were panels about uh, women of color and how they're seen in the comic book universe. Like it wasn't just okay, let's look at all the big movies and show the clips and that's it. Like in between those announcements, they had actual con material presented in an exciting and interesting way that kept me watching because I was already tuned in. So it wasn't like, okay, the panel I was watching ended. Now I'm going to go back to the YouTube site. and I'm going to pick something else I'm interested in. It was literally just a full day of programming that you could sit on your couch and watch, and it's like you were at a con where you're going to get video games, comics, art, movies, all of that in uh, in one presentation. Yeah, I totally see you walking around with your program. Oh, yeah, Hall, Hall H has got this at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. You kind of pick and choose, and it's, it's cool that there are kind of these other, you know, it's not just about the big trailers, not just about the big releases. They're really kind of filling the broader spectrum of offerings that a con would have. And we're cosplaying. I mean, we're cosplaying on Zoom watching, right, guys? Being like, well, oh, my I'm God, Batman. this is so cool. Even that, yeah, that, is something, uh, <laughs> that is something I want to mention. They did that <laughs> shit. They, um, they had fan art. They had fan pets. They had fan cosplay. Or then, like, they would have Gal Gadot and the cast react to Wonder Woman cosplayers. I mean, like, they had awesome. fan art that they would play in between. Like, if there was a minute to spare, they they filled it with, like, 
user-generated content from around the internet. Fan service, how it should be, like the real word of fan service. That's very Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Yeah, I know, that's pretty cool. Like, this event, keep it. Like, keep it forever. I think it was a massive success. Nice. So regardless of your opinions on the content of Snyder or, the, you know, James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad, we're going to talk about all that stuff. But it seems like uh, the con and the format itself is a hit, especially according to Joe. And based on what I've seen, I think definitely is pretty well put together. And yeah, we'll see. It definitely set the bar for these kind of stay at home um, media events that even beat out, you know, uh, the E3 at home and any of that that we've seen so far this year. I love it. I'm going to leave all my negativity here in the opening then and say, Jacob, I'm a little upset. Is Geralt too busy to show up and be Superman? Like, is that why? Like, what's the news? We're just getting nothing going forward there. I don't know. I mean, is he going to come back? I haven't heard anything about it. Well, you got to toss a coin to your Witcher if you want him to come back. Toss a coin to your Superman, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, Yeah, basically, I think it's funny because I thought um, overall I'm not a Snyder guy either so this is probably gonna you know this podcast is gonna piss off all the snyder heads but i basically loved everything except the snyder cut so i'll just leave it at that before we get into <laughs> get it ready yeah. <laughs> anything else up top before we dive in here no i'm ready right. to well, talk i'm gonna ma'am. scan your badges resurrect like get under the dome Put that kryptonite away, normies. We're back. We're talking DC. We're just going to be going through the event. Uh, we're here. We're talking the movie part of it. There was comic book news. There was some crazy interesting video game news as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. like we said, all DC. I mean, talk about normie, guys. They're hitting us on all fronts. But let's let's talk about some of our favorite stuff. A movie to kick it off, anybody? Uh, uh, I mean, Batman. we can go in the order of the... <laughs> do you, you want to start with that? Batman? Yeah. I mean, I just, we, I, it's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, they they did start with Wonder Woman, and I feel like since that's the the most Let's upcoming, we should just hit those thoughts real quick. Potentially a release date, Joe. I mean, even today they're thinking tiptoe, tiptoe. Is this going to make it? Tenet, obviously, being the big Warner Brothers testing the waters, but uh, I hope they would. This is something I'm super excited for. How about you? Oh, really, really excited. I love that they held off on showing another trailer until they had an event like this and we get our first look at at Kristen Wiig as the cheetah it's good to see wow. that the technology from cats it really paid off the, <laughs> that's what I was going to say this to life. <laughs> I, I think it looks idea. yeah I think it looks good overall but I was a little wary about how the cheetah looked because like you know like you said she does kind of look like she came from cats mm. and my other problem with it it's is that, that it will man. probably yeah, it'll probably get addressed in the movie, obviously, but I'm still waiting for them to explain why Chris Pine is back. I mean, I'm sure it's some kind of spoiler. Well, so I, I would say it's the, the magic of Kristen Wiig's character, Mr. Mistopheles. Magical <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles. Um, That's right. They did semi-address it in the panel where they talked more in depth about like the character relations and stuff. And one thing that like I didn't think about it until they were talking about it it's really nice that it is essentially a flip of the script of the first one, right? Like she's the fish out of water coming to uh, the real world for the first time. And now he's the fish out of water coming to the 1980s. Um, But they did also talk about that 
the uh, main villain of this movie is not Cheetah. It's actually going to be Maxwell Lord. Um, and you have uh, the ability to make your dreams come true. So I feel like we can kind of mm. fill in the, the spots there of mm. how the love of her life returns. And for a, for a, a normie like me, uh, can you fill me in on this Lord character and a little bit of just briefly kind of what his setup is? He's an interesting DC character. Uh, he is looking for a baby Yoda, Mike. Oh, oh, it's Giancarlo Esposito. Is that what you're saying? No, it's Pedro oh. Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, ah, playing him in the movie. I see. Okay, either one would have been. I love both. I of know actors. him as, uh, you know, Prince Oberyn Martell, the Viper. The, uh, of course, the, Viper. the, the okay, Red Viper. Okay. No, Maxwell yeah. Lord's cool. He's a he's a long time Justice League bad guy. Believe it or not. Mike, in that alternate universe before timeline split, you know, uh, we're in post-crisis now, mm-hmm. uh, when George Miller, our favorite director, got to make his Justice League, Jay Bruchnall was going to play him in Justice League Mortal as the bad guy of that film as well. So it's somebody oh, who's wow. been cooking in the background of DC films for a long time. Finally debuting. And if you see him, like, you see him a little bit in the trailer, you hear his voiceover in the trailer. Um, but from oh, that's right. you know production stills and stuff, it really looks like they're going for a, you know, he's he's he's. Um, I think they're basing his look, pro- you know, pa- partly on the um, comic, but also, yeah, it's also on a on a certain political hold figure, on. right? Who? Who? <laughs> now hold on. Who would he look like? He's a con man. He's slick. He's got blonde hair. Hold on. Oh yeah. shit! I thought that was Biff from Back to the Future. I totally <laughs> didn't even realize that was Pedro Pascal for a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that could um, be. So it's topical, even though it's set in the '80s. But obviously, you know, Trump was around in the '80s too. So was Biff. Still, that's right. Um, Biff was I, so many Trump connections. Was based on Biff. <laughs> right, right. I was uh, I, I, um, you know, I like Wonder Woman original, like the first one with uh, Gal Gadot. My only issue was the final fight. Really, was the CG ending. You know, Ares was I not very love. cool. He didn't really look good. Uh, but I enjoyed that movie a lot. So I'm looking forward to this, but I do get strong like Thor um, Ragnarok vibes off of kind of the whole 80s packaging and yeah, the neon rainbows. Do you like Cheetah, Mike? Cheetah looks interesting. Again, uh, I'm waiting for Thundercats. Um, yeah, the bit at the end. <laughs> so we're one step is, closer. I hope <laughs> so, man. I would love Cheetah. that. Yeah, right? Um, but I love the way, you know, Wonder Woman looks with that freaking metal with suit with the wings. That looks so cool. I love that. So the yeah, cool thing about the, uh, the the wing, the golden armor, and Maxwell Lord is both of those elements are featured in uh, Kingdom Come, which is a really famous DC comic book that kind of takes place way, way, way in the future when all of the heroes we know are, are old men and women. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade and it's drawn by Alex Ross, so it has that really photorealistic feel to it. So I love mm-hmm. that they're taking elements from the comics and using them in an entirely different way. Because like I said, that takes place wow. way, way, way in the future. And this movie takes place in the, the uh, rad- radical tubular 80s. That's right. She's right. in that jet in that shot, Joe. Is that the invisible? She's going to – it's going to go invisible I think somewhere. so. I think there's going to be magic involved. And like, I don't know. I'm I'm super hyped for this movie. I think – like you said, Mike, my biggest problems with Wonder Woman were not the characters. Uh, it was not the action, the way it looked. It was really just that final fight and kind of a, a weaker script. This looks like you're kind of taking all of the elements that I wanted to see in the first one and adding it in the second one. And you're giving her, I mean, this is Batman versus the Joker in terms of showdowns for Wonder Woman. 
couldn't have picked a better uh, actress to play Cheetah either, in my opinion. I'm I'm super excited to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see the uh, invisible jet in there at some point. Um, <laughs> but another thing, I think she doesn't even need it because she can just swing around like Spider-Man oh, using yeah. lightning bolts, which that's I don't even so know if that's crazy. a thing she can do in the comics, but that was pretty uh, pretty cool as well. Yeah, I mean, makes you wonder, woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, like Joe, I just so yeah, tighten it up because the first one, the characters are great. There's some great action scenes. So yeah, I mean, I am excited for it, and hopefully, we'll we'll finally get it. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yes. Any other thoughts on the old Wonder Woman, eighty four? Uh, Runtime is going to be two and a half hours, so it's going to be a longer flick, which I think, Dang. if people are able to see it in theaters, is going to be a nice return to the the long blockbuster. Um, I will say though, if 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 they stick to the release date and it goes international, I do hope they do something to bring it to uh, you know HBO Max sooner rather than later. Like I would pay, I'd pay thirty dollars to watch Wonder Woman at home. I don't know if I'd pay thirty dollars to watch Mulan at home. You know what I mean? Like this mm. would be one of those. Yeah. Give me that movie at home and I'll I'll totally. pay a premium for it. Totally. Whatever it is, and also inject it. I'm just going to get on the trend on this early and say, release the Jenkins cut. I'm just going to start that right now. <laughs> just to get out in front of it. I can't believe things. you just optioned yes. that Twitter just to have it, Jacob. Uh, yeah, yeah. He already <laughs> just signed up for it. That's a good point. Everyone should just go on Twitter right now and get a, you know, release the gun cut, release, uh, you know, the, oh, what's his name? Sandberg? Who's directing Shazam? David Sandberg. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just go ahead and get all of those handles because you're going to be able to sell them at some point. Because you know that's oh, what man, they did with true. the release the Snyder Cut handle on Twitter. Uh, Warner Brothers and, they sold and it company back. they wanted to buy it from from the fans because they were like, "Well, this should just be our official account. Can we have it?" Uh, no, that's going to cost you, yeah, <laughs> Warner funny. Brothers. I'm I'm playing that lottery. How deep's your pocketbook? Yeah, play that. We already played that lottery. Don't go do that, fans, because we've already done right. it. We're we're getting the on domain. Yep. Release the Jenkins cut. There we go. I want to stay positive. So you mentioned uh, release Speaking the of. James Gunn cut. Let's jump on to Suicide Squad, guys. Mm. Joe and I are texting through this one. Uh, my connection's not working. Maybe again a small complaint. I saw a lot of people online saying like, "Oh, if you were using like a browser thing, it was going down." Joe, you were watching on Apple TV. Seemed like it was fucking flawless. Yeah, I had no interruptions. Um, you're describing to me these costumes, these characters are so fucking comic accurate. It is blowing my goddamn mind. And by the time I fucking check them out, I'm like, who's this? Who's that? Oh my God. What's going on? I mean, you just, you are yeah. just like a kid in a candy shop. Oh, yeah, ma'am. And these are some so deep, many squad, deep cuts. Like, Colin, there were a handful where I was like, who's that? And then there were other ones where you were like, who's that? So, like, the fact that you have. You know, two people who have been reading comic books for fucking 30 years and they're showing characters that are like, wait a minute, I don't know who that is, is pretty exciting. And you know James Gunn is just going to make it totally his own. True, true. I mean, I'm sure uh, like half of those are going to die like 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they some of those are set up to, you know, to off them early. Can Boomerang but... be one of them, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Jai Courtney, not a Jai Courtney fan. I'm, I'm really excited for the cat technology once again making an appearance with Weasel. We're really pushing oh. that cat technology to Weasel. the Weasel, yeah, my favorite character from the trailer. <laughs> I'm excited for Weasel. Half of that trailer really was them talking Gunn about. Too. 
Yeah, Sean Gunn's a weasel, right? They're saying, oh, yeah, it was great to just be able to have James Gunn create his vision, a.k.a. fuck you, Marvel, no Guardians 3. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was really about James well, Gunn's vision, and I'm excited yeah, to see I think that. Yeah, I think DC realized, they're like, we got to get James Gunn. Like, James Gunn, anything he touches is going to turn agent. gold. So. Yeah, go get <laughs> yeah. him. Give him anything he wants. And that's what they so, should have done. Yeah, he's basically, I'm not going to second-guess him. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's... Doing... he's Guardians He's still going to do Guardians 3. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just doing both sides now. Next, they need to get um, Taika Watiti into a DC uh, movie, you know? True, true, but, true. But, uh, yeah, I want, I you know, James Gunn, big fan of what he did with Guardians, and I'm not going to second-guess anything that he does, so I'm, I'm excited for Suicide Squad as much as I did not like the first one. Jacob, do you have a favorite little cutie character that popped out? Maybe King Shark, maybe a very comic accurate looking Harley Quinn. A couple other different oh, ones. So excited. The problem with, the with Harley looked. Yeah, the problem with King Shark is they needed to get Ron Funches to do the voice because I can't imagine anyone <laughs> yes. else doing the voice now after the Harley Quinn cartoon. Um, one thing I have a question about is this is set in like the 70s or something right but how is margot robbie the exact same age as she is, is in the other movies is there like a an, an issue with that is anyone else noticing that is it actually set in it in the 70s or were they just describing it as a 70s they might have i thought i took it literally but i could just be a big dummy so i th- um, think I that know. was yeah, just how he was describing the the vibe kind of like you know what if james Gunn made uh you know, Apocalypse Now with superheroes. Apocalypse Now, yeah, Dirty with superheroes or Plantoon or Dirty Dozen, yeah. Um, okay, because I for a while I was like these costumes because they're so comic accurate. It was like, is this coming from like a different era? You know, and things were a little bit. But maybe right. I'm I'm I, I'm probably way wrong. Maybe uh, we no gotta means- think. There's uh, returning characters. You got Amanda Waller returning. You got Captain Boomerang, obviously Harley By Quinn. The- yeah, by the end of this, I'll confirm that. But I'm probably wrong, Normie, so please disregard. I'm not the comic guy. I need to put that on record again. <laughs> I think this is the softest of the reboots that we'll see. Mm. Um, you mm. know, like, we still have Amanda Waller. We still have uh, some of the characters coming over. Rick Flagg Rick is Flag. obviously still in charge of the team. But even he gets a more comic-accurate uh, redo. Um, and this one, like, you know, it's not the Batman where it's his second year all of a sudden and he's not an old man. It seems like it's going to be a continuation and just not acknowledge uh, the Iyer movie, which Jacob, did yeah, you I know there even... was a growing uh, release the Iyer cut? Release movement? the Iyer cut. Sure. Yeah. Oh, on top well. of it. No, I wouldn't even consider it a reboot. I would just say it's a sequel to the first one and they just take the, you know, a couple things from the first one that they liked, you know, no Deadshot, no Will Smith, but, um, you know, they took obviously Harley's the most popular thing to come out of Suicide Squad. So she's already got her own movie. Now she's going to be in this, uh, you know, and obviously she, that's the best part of Suicide Squad is her performance. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. And she was still fun in the Birds of Prey uh, renamed. But uh, they are saying, yeah, this was described as being inspired by uh, 70s war movies, things like the Dirty Dozen, which actually we'll feels like a very apt <laughs> It's over. I really like Birds God's of Prey. I hope I hope the style is similar to Birds of Prey, actually, because I think that's a much yeah. better movie than Suicide Squad. I think it'll be like a you know even more refined version of that because that is kind of like James Gunn's aesthetic. I had a weird thing True. that I noticed and absolutely adored. Uh, do you guys think Harley Quinn's skin looks like 
unnaturally white, like like pale white, almost like the comics in this one. Because I feel like they've always kind of walked that line, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the red and the black popping off of her. She looks just like she mm. came out of like the fucking comics. I'm so excited. It does look maybe a, a notch or two. I'm looking at a comparison. She's very of pale. Birds of prey, yeah, and even the original Suicide Squad, yeah. It's it's they're taking it pretty far. Yeah, it looks good though. I'm all John for Cena. it, man. John Cena. Yeah, I'm very excited. This is probably the biggest surprise for me because I didn't really know much about it, and then you know the hype. I really well, got aboard the hype train after I saw that. I can't I say I'm surprised too much. Yeah, because like once once James Gunn was signed on, I was like, oh, this is clearly going to be a better movie than the first one, just based on you know his past work. And so I trust him to do a good job. And so I was on the hype train ever since then. Surely the mandate, Jacob, on the first film was make this as close to Guardians of the Galaxy as possible, right? So isn't this the best case scenario then? Yeah, I think so. I think this is what they probably wanted to begin with, right? So once James Gunn was available and like... is So... The timeline, if I remember correctly, wasn't it that like they fired James, like Marvel fired James Gunn because of the whole tweet controversy mm-hmm. thing, and that's when they signed him for Suicide Squad. But then Marvel signed him back up again. Yeah, is that what they happened? forgave that's him exactly because like, Dave Fuck. Batista stood his ground on Twitter. Maybe yeah, yeah. some behind the scenes, like mm-hmm. I'm not fucking making this movie if he isn't involved. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. Batista was straight up like, I'll break my contract and I won't you know, film my scenes for Endgame. Like, there's nothing you can Batista's do. Batista's the man. Um, wow. I want to jump Thank from you, wrestlers then. I'm loving the Suicide Squad talk, but I say we keep rolling. We mentioned Batista. Mm-hmm. We mentioned John Cena. Can you believe this? All these muscle men are going. Guys, let's talk about Dwayne, the motherfucking Black Adam Johnson. <laughs> what do we think? This is This is a long time coming. This is something... Joe and I text each other a lot, which is a clip... A quote from an MTV VMA Awards where he's dressed up as Superman. Kevin Hart is dressed up as Batman. Maybe for that, like, um, Central Intelligence movie or whatever they did where they're, like, you know, buddy spies together. Black it's promoting Adam Central is coming. In- oh, my God. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. So Black the, Adam the, is coming! It just says the, it out of nowhere. The sketch in question is uh, the MTV Movie Awards... The year that fucking Batman versus Superman came out. So think wow. about it that way. Uh, this was a world like before we had seen Batman versus Superman. <laughs> uh, and they're they're riffing on Marvel characters. They're making fun of Marvel characters. And then it ends and Dwayne The Rock Johnson leans in and goes, Black Adam is coming. Nobody reacts. Nobody claps. Nobody's excited because Rock nobody looks knows who very the confused fuck that right is. after he says it. So does Kevin Hart. <laughs> well, I think Kevin Hart was just like, well, "What are you talking about, dude?" <laughs> and The Rock was just like, "Oh, that didn't land. I'm not used to doing things that don't land. I'm the Rock." Right. So the last time that happened was when they brought him out when Roman Reigns won the championship, and <laughs> no one reacted to that either. <laughs> it's only two times in his life. Yeah. So here's my thing, right? The Rock. You know, I like him as a personality. Um, I have a hard time seeing him as anything other than The Rock. So seeing him, like, he's great when he's, like, headlining an action movie where he just gets to be himself, basically. But seeing him as an actual pre-established character, like, it's just hard for me. Like, and so I feel like, I don't know, watching the little trailer thing that they had, 
I get the feeling this is going to be a box office flop. And <laughs> With him narrating it, you are a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see. I don't know who this is for. Like, is there like a ton of Black Adam fans that are waiting for a movie? I don't know, but I mean, he's more of a villain. He's like Shazam's villain, but I think they're going to make him more of an anti-hero. I guess I don't know. I'll watch it, but to, I mean, I want to see more from it, obviously. But it just feels like this is going to be like a Venom-style flop. I mean, I guess Venom wasn't wow. a flop, but... You're, you're Venom's biggest defender. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Man. Ooh, I, I wish... Let's save that nugget. That's going to be good. Uh, I think this is kind of... <laughs> especially Black Adam is such a weird character to try to imagine The Rock as because Black Adam is not really a charismatic guy. He is not a jokester. Uh, he does not smile. He is a mean-spirited... Uh, dictator is kind of the best way right. to describe him. In the comics, they have kind of leaned into that anti-hero role for, I don't know, almost a decade now at this point. Um, I, I think he's kind of looking at it almost like, to compare it to Batista, his opportunity to be like, no, I can do serious roles. Like, I can do a different vibe. But, Jacob, I'm right. with you. I am, I am pretty nervous about this one. Yeah, even in his voiceover in that trailer thing, I was like, well, that's just The Rock. Like, I, <laughs> It's just hard to imagine him as anything other than himself, you know? Staples of a rock movie, Jacob. So we know what we're, we're going to get in this movie. He's not going to wear a wig, so he's not going to look like traditional Black Adam. He's going to be the right. shaved head. He'll probably not do bad guy stuff that much because he always has to have the face. He's not really a heel at heart, right? Mm -mm. And he'll have a weird relationship with a woman where he just like puts his arm around her but never kisses (laughs) her or anything. Colin, you forgot the most important element for me is he's definitely going to rock bottom somebody. He's either going to hit a rock bottom or a people's elbow at some point. You think so? Oh, 100%. walking tall. He's been rock bottoming people. On the big <laughs> yeah, like, like that is, you know, it's, it's not like he's going to yell rock bottom before he does it, but there will be a time where <laughs> he picks someone up and slams them down. Well, but how about this? He references Scorpion King, right? He has to. He has to pick up a scorpion and like look at the camera and be like, oh, no, no, no. King. Sure. I'm sure Kevin Hart will be in a cameo. No. <laughs> but um, yeah. what contract did Kevin Hart sign in blood that it allows him to be attached to the rock at any it's moment. Incredible. It's I a symbiotic relationship. He um, is the Venom symbiote. The one thing that I do think is kind of interesting about this movie that we're not talking about is it is a backdoor to a bunch of characters, right? Like Dr. Fate mm. and, and Hawkman and Adam Smasher. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I did not think we would see Dr. Fate in a movie anytime this millennia true true i love that we have uh said countless times on this podcast joe that you and i are so against this concept of the jsa these old-timey world war ii blah 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 throw them out jacob as a cartoon lover who loved the justice league animated series the rock tweeted out a very interesting tweet where he said something i can't talk about all will be revealed one day to everyone asking me why Hawk Girl isn't in this series. We tried. Instead, it's a character called Cyclone, who, like, fucking sucks. It's like a wind-powered <laughs> JSA lady. But, you right. know, if you like that cartoon, you like Hawk Girl. I like Hawk Girl for sure. She was, yeah, like, a yeah. central part of it. I like Hawk Girl. Um, and then even in Young Justice, you know, there's some characters that are uh, in Young Justice that I would like to see, like Dr. Fate, who has an interesting backstory and stuff that could be explored. Um, so yeah, I think I lean into that, like expand the, the, the justice league world because 
you know, the the standard Justice League from the first movie, like that's not going to cut it forever. You got to get some of these other heroes in there. Right. It's interesting that you think The Rock will allow any other character to have character developments. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, I've, I suppose if this movie is successful, that at some point Black Adam will be, you know, in a Justice League or some kind of movie like that. Well, no, so, he fights Zachary Levi from all of our favorite movies, Shazam, right? That's where right, all this would yeah. head. Shazam, will, Shazam will be in the Justice League at some yeah, point. Hey, there's a Chuck reference. The lady from <laughs> Chuck gets hired, Mike. She's like a bad guy in it. That's the Rock, no, that's The Rock's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, be in she plays Cyclone. Yeah. There we go. We figured it out. Oh, wow. We, we did it. Yeah, and then Chuck, Dr. Fate I, I like, takes off yeah. the helmet and it's uh, fucking Kevin Hart. <laughs> Oh my god, that's perfect. He could be Adam Smasher. I'm free. And I give you my word. No one will ever stop me again. Um, so, Adam I mean, Smasher I like was Edge in the Flash TV show, right? Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah, that was cool. And it it's was great because his name is actually Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's too crazy. Yeah, um, I, I I like Shazam as well. Like similar to Wonder Woman, you know, I'm not a DC person. I knew kind of nothing about the characters except for superficial details. And when I saw the the your first movies, I liked them, and I'm I'm looking forward to Adam Smasher. And I know, or not Adam Smasher, Black Adam, but I know nothing about it. But I, I think it could be fun because I have enjoyed this this more recent kind of renaissance of DC movies. Yeah, I just think he would work better as a, a foil to Shazam in a Shazam movie. But of course, The Rock isn't going to want to be second build to fucking Zachary Zachary Levi's Levi's he would so. die. <laughs> so yeah. he's going to get his own movie, but um, I just Not don't putting know. Him over. You know, his maybe jobber. it'll be a <laughs> maybe it'll be a surprise hit. But at this point, I don't know if there's a huge Black Adam fan base. Um, I don't know. There is. I guess he is kind of one of those uh, uh, anti-hero characters that people lose it over. So right, like I mean, he Venom. was big enough to be in uh, Injustice. So yeah, but then, a good look too. It doesn't blow your mind, Joe, that we can very seamlessly transition into the fact that once that panel ends, they go, "Okay, stick around for the Shazam panel." It's totally different. You go, "Well, no, I, isn't this the Shazam panel?" Well, see, here's right. the thing that, oh, like, God. I kind of love I kind of love this about DC and I really hope they um, they stick to it in the thing I'm creating in my head. Um, You remember that part in Batman vs. Superman where Superman says uh, the bat's dead. Bury it. If they like the signal, don't come. You guys remember that? You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that movie. No. Okay. Well, that happens. (laughs) Unless I fever dreamed it. Um, I, I really hope at some point someone was just like, the cinematic universe is dead. If they try to cross over, don't come. <laughs> just let them be separate. You don't need to try to like connect them all. There hasn't been an MCU movie in over a year. You're doing better when you're not you. connecting them. So just don't try. Let that be I Marvel's don't... thing and your thing be that you make good independent movies that Our exist in their the own Joker. bubbles. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, they already have these... They already have these franchises that are working. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, 
Um, and that's kind of it right mark? now in terms of, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in terms of like, success. Yeah. It's like okay. a very confusing series of uh, characters. You just said. I know, right? It's not it like, the, like the Justice League to me. <laughs> Harley Quinn and Aquaman team up. Look, like they can cross over when they want think. or whatever, but don't try to do these phases. Don't try to like have you know, 30 minutes of uh, Batman versus Superman be a fever dream that connects to Justice League that never works. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. Just make I it. Well, uh, hold on. I would say this because Jacob's three that he picked are so perfect. Look, we're DC. <laughs> we have three movies with three stars you would have sex with. Jason Momoa, Margot Robbie, and sure. uh, Zachary Levi. And, and Gal Gadot. No. <laughs> and Gal Gadot, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but... My thing is, like, okay, I've said this before, the very easy way to soft reboot or do whatever you want with the, with the Justice League is using the Flashpoint Paradox movie that they're going to, you know, and make it's with Ezra the Flash. Ezra Miller to you, Jacob. You want him <laughs> running around? Well, I don't know. I don't, why does it need to be connected? Why, like, what? I feel like I'm breaking people's brains by being like, no, this thing that Marvel, like, in, Kevin Smith invented and then Marvel stole uh, a decade ago, just don't do it. Just just make a fine movie. Because people love like, connected universes. Do they though? Do because they? the Mummy Marvel's the that. only one that ever yeah. worked. <laughs> the Dark the Universe proves like. it. Yeah. No X Men. Like, X Men is not a connected universe. No, it's is barely it? connected to itself. People hate it. I mean, sometimes so it's not that connected, but they reboot. See, that's what they need to do. Is they just need to reboot it when they need to. Six like times. Yeah. yeah. Follow, yeah, follow yeah, the they, Fox X Men example and reboot it six times and make one halfway decent movie 20 <laughs> yes. years yeah, ago. Yeah, maybe one and a half, yeah. I'm with Joe here, because, like, you know, as not a comic guy, I, I often find myself more interested in, like, some of the other world tales, some of the kind of the, the standalone tales in the comic books, right? They're just kind of their own thing, and I think the movie should be the same, you know? I, right? I, well, I still think you can get away with, like, cutesy little shit, like when Superman shows up at the end of Shazam. I'm not saying don't right. do stuff like that. That's fine. But just don't like be like, oh, no, we need to use the Flashpoint Paradox to reboot and make sense that Ben Affleck's not here anymore because Ben Affleck went away. But then we're going to release the Snyder Cut, which takes place in a different universe than the Batman. <laughs> and the Batman takes place in a different universe than the Joker. But it's all connected because the, the multiverse, multiverse exists. Yeah. <laughs> just just but that, that's the multiverse can the exist and, and we don't need doing. to talk about it. Yeah. Like Spider-Man. We'll but the multiverse is already things. a big part of the comics and even the CW shows, which have explored, you know, Supergirl is from a different universe. So, you know, Absolutely. the Matt Reeves Batman could be a different universe than everything else that's taken place. Like the prime time, the prime universe could be the Snyder Cut Justice League. And then you have Matt Reeves Robert Pattinson, Batman um, in a totally different universe. So you're better. So be as a guy timeline. who said you hate the Snyder stuff, you're fighting for the <laughs> Snyder stuff to be the prime. Universe. I'm just saying I like the connectivity. I like, um, you know, Marvel's the only one to do it successfully, but I like the idea of it and I want to see it done again. I just like it. I think if you don't well, force I mean, it, it, it works. Um, so I hope that like they just don't force it. Just don't force it. Like your Flash right, movie. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about Again, this the entire time. Every Batman single one of these from your in. favorite movie, Joe BVS. The world only makes sense if you force it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, geez. It kills well, me, man. Because, like, with the. Yeah. I mean, with the Flash stuff, even, like, we're getting all the different Batmans, right? And it's like they're already going to be playing right, with the parallel Keaton. universe stuff. So, I mean, 
it, it is what it is. And that's know, cool. No Just let it happen. Don't, don't, don't. If in the Flash movie, they cut to the point of Batman versus Superman where he runs to that and he's like, did I go too far? Did I do this? I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Like, stop trying to we force get a pieces of well, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't want that. We've already seen Ezra Miller Flash interact with Grant Gustin Flash, so that confirms that, you know, the movie universe is just a different multiverse from, you know, what they have in the in the TV shows, which is a bunch of different multiverses, so, or universes. Okay, so Jacob, you're bringing up something that is really interesting, um, because in the same breath of saying that, also the entire point of the event that uh, happens there is that they destroy the multiverse and that it collapses oh. into one planet. Um but obviously that's not true because all of these movies are happening. Uh, before the Flash panel, they did a micro panel about the multiverse just to kind of prime the audience who were watching all day to, you know, explain what the multiverse is before they went into the Flash panel. And you had like Jeff Johns, uh, Jim Lee and a couple other folks literally being like, well, yeah, like we can do whatever we want because the multiverse exists. And then they asked right. – uh, a question from the audience and you know that people had like submitted and someone in the audience was like well didn't you destroy the multiverse in the cw shows <laughs> how does that work and they were like well did we though <laughs> so it's like <laughs> i don't know man just you can the the multiverse can exist abstractly to like right. make it work for right, jacob you don't have the who needs to... to put it in a box for some reason <laughs> Uh, but like you don't have to. Well, all I'm saying is, yeah, all I'm saying is you don't have to have like you don't have to have hard rules about it. But you just take what's successful, what's worked in the movies so far, and just build on that. And I think that could work. I haven't but watched the Flash show in a couple didn't years. Age for ten years. <laughs> like, I think it's interesting the that the they 80s. would, if it's so important that they're going to use this for the movies, why dry run it and test it on the TV stuff a year before you're going to do it in your movies? It just seems to me, to they, maybe Jacob's point. Is that part of the rudderless nature of DC, that there is no captain at the helm? They actually talked about that, too, and I thought it was really fascinating to hear a company talk openly about it. Um, previously, like back in the day, they would be told, oh, no, don't don't use Batman. You can't use Batman because we're going to use him in a movie. And uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who took over as the president of DC Films basically was like, you know, when I was a kid, I would watch Batman on TV and I wouldn't confuse that Batman with the Batman from the cartoons. So why are we assuming right. audiences would do that? Let's just, uh, you know, do whatever we want. All these people aren't Val Kilmer. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've already like, you know, they've made the Gotham TV show, which kind of skirts around Batman. They, they've they made the Teen Titans, which has Robin. So it's like, or not the, not the you know, Titans, I guess is the show. But um, Titans. <laughs> yeah, so they've hinted at Batman. Um, and then they have Ben Affleck Batman. Now they have Robert Pattinson Batman. I think people understand that, you know, different Batmans can exist. So I think you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to define the rules super hard, but just say, oh, yeah, you just can just hand wave it and say the multiverse so we can do whatever we want. Mike, do you think Ben Affleck came back as Batfleck for the new Flash movie because he thought it was a real experiment to put him into a parallel universe where maybe he could try to save his actual career? <laughs> Maybe they just talked him into it. They said, hey, man, let's have a cigarette. Let's talk, buddy. We'll so get some here's what do. Yeah, it's going to be all right. Um, I don't know why he came back for that. But, you know, talking about the parallel universes, how they can be connected with 
the Justice League kind of Gal Gadot and Aquaman, like they have to be packaged with Affleck Batman because they already have been. So like it's already kind of fucking weird. I, unless the Ezra Miller Flash movie is gonna. Well, that's what I'm saying. Untangle all that, oh. which I, I presume it, it should. So what free is? Them up so what's your end Affleck. goal then? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Um, to make money. <laughs> I want to make a lot of money. You're going to make a lot of money regardless. I want them to make good movies. Would okay, but Batfleck like, why ever show up again be... for you guys? Is that the end goal of the Snyder Cut for some people? Would there be another movie directed yeah, by Snyder? Do you Snyder? want a Justice League 2? No, I don't want another Snyder want? movie. But I want a, yeah, I want a Justice League 2. I want a good Justice League movie. Hmm. Um, not directed by Zack Snyder. Not directed by Joss Whedon. But oh, just, you want? You know, hold on. You want Justice League: Age of Ultron? Interesting. <laughs> no, I want. I want. You know, I want what the original Avengers was. I want that because that's not what Justice League was. And they could actually build on these successful characters that they have their own franchise movies, like Aquaman, Wonder Woman. They, you know, Flash movie might be okay. Um, you still have Cyborg. Three fifths of the way there. <laughs> still have Cyborg. Cyborg yelling at all his bosses. <laughs> Cyborgs who, who's been in nothing other than Justice League. That is his one appearance in uh, the DCEU. Right. right. So but who's your so, Batman? You know, well, that's the main thing. It's like, obviously, you know, you got to do something with Batman. You got to do something with Superman. Um, if Henry Cavill doesn't come back, we'll have to see how Robert Pat- Robert Battinson fits into all this. But I would kind of almost prefer it if he was a standalone thing because he kind of fits into his own universe that doesn't really fit the Snyder verse. Well, the way I see it, we have two universes that we can explore right now. We can either start with the Snyder cut or we could talk Rob at Battinson, which you guys want to get into. Right? I want to save Rob Battinson because I think that is the cherry on this cupcake, and we yeah, might all agree really, on that. I think so you're right. Let's, let's jump mess. in the Snyder. We're arguing about right. Snydery things. We're let's talking about this guy as it. it is. I would hope, if we were just doing hopes and dreams for where would these characters be carried if they went on with them, if Superman and Batman aren't appearing again because they're both kind of off in their own little world... They both have two incredibly lovely and wonderful uh, female counterparts who would be incredible in those roles. So maybe cast that and use those in this universe. But let's talk right. Snyder Cut. So, yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. it appears to be called they did it. <laughs> Justice League The Zack Snyder Cut, right? Is that true? Is the, That seems to be the name, right? Instead of ju- uh, Zack Whedon's. Oh. Just Zach something Snyder. called Zach the Justice Snyder. Snyder. Zach I almost wondered um, if it would have a hashtag in the title with just how much I've seen it over the course of <laughs> my life. Technically, it might because the, the billing does have – it just says hashtag Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, wow. Did you guys watch this panel? This was so bizarre. Okay, so it's – I didn't see the panel, but I heard it's weird, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's Zack Snyder in his house and he has the cast of Justice League – softball him questions about how great he is in obviously pre-recorded messages. Very so you have like Henry Cavill or Cavill who's like standing outside of a uh, studio. So like probably shooting the Witcher inside sword in like, hand. Hey, he's like, Hey, Hey mate. Um, what, what was it like being Zack Snyder? And then Zack Snyder will be like, great question, Henry. Wow. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's like a it's like a Trump panel. Yeah, and then he would talk for a little bit. And then once they did and Gal Gadot straight up didn't even ask a question. She just said a bunch of really nice things about him. And then he was like, Love you, Thanks, Zach. Gal. 
I'm excited to see your movie. Everyone's going to love it. It's so good. I've already seen it. Um, And then he has like super fans come on who were like part of the the movement. And he keeps saying to them things like, um, you know, you were you were kind of like a founding member of the uh, release the Snyder Cut movement. Think about that. Think about the Twitter overlords. But like, could you guys imagine if I if I just referred to myself as a movement? Like if I was like, oh, thank release you this movie, release this version Asta of this movement. movie, um, or or she gets it. It's basically what a lot of them said, Jacob. Most well, of them think about targeted it, this is online the, harassment to women. This is what the Sonic the Hedgehog capitulating to their fans. This is what the end game of that is because this is the logical conclusion of being of fans on Twitter being able yeah. to sway, you know, the actual movie studios and what happens with the cut of the movie. Um, because this never would have got released if there wasn't that huge, you know, uh, you know, group of people that are like fucking release it or whatever. So, yeah. So he invites those people to his panel and then is basically just like, you were a big part of the release, the Snyder cut movement. You helped put the billboard in uh, Times square. Um, did you ever think you'd see it? Did you ever think it would happen? And it's like, (laughs) now lick this boot. Yeah. That is like. (laughs) Total fucking psychopath behavior, is it not? Like it was one of the most bizarre That's... things. And like, look, uh, like, I just got like squatting of personality. It was <laughs> it was so crazy. And this is minutes after he had just like called someone out on Twitter because the trailer leaked a few minutes early, and this guy was like, "Oh, it kind of looks exactly the same." By this guy, I mean I think he was the New York Times uh, Forbes. Reviewer. Yeah, he's Forbes the Forbes reviewer. writer of box <laughs> office reports. Scott Mendelson. <laughs> Yeah, so he quotes him and is like, hey, fuck you, buddy. My movies aren't for children, you fucking They're for asshole. adults! My, my movie, movie with Batman and my Superman. My movie with Superman in a onesie, Jacob, is for grown-ups. It's for adults, okay? Um, oh, my God. And look, like... So he got his cult gathered around him and was like, yes, and they were I all am just great, like, yes. I can't believe he served Kool-Aid, Mike. Yeah, it would, it, would, it would very literally be like if I was like, Mike, thank you so much for being a part of the Joe Asta movement. Um, do you ever think you'd get to talk to me? Did you ever think like this would be something <laughs> wow. you'd get to it's, experience? It's an <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It was is. all for you. It was all for you, Joe. Yeah, yeah good, good boy. Uh, so then they had like this <laughs> this Chinese girl who was like getting super emotional and super excited. And he was like, she was like, if you ever come over here, like, you know, I'll be your tour guide. And he's like, ha cool. Um, and then she's like, moves on. Yeah. It was so bizarre. And like, look, That's the guy crazy. had a lot of hardships. I, I understand that his vision wasn't realized or whatever. Uh, I'm not trying Adam to make Snyder. fun of him too much, but that behavior was just like madness to me. I mean, like watching it live, it just felt like, this is this is like sociopath behavior of like I won. Did you think I wouldn't win? Of course I'd win. I'm Zack Snyder, and it's called the Snyder Cut Movement. Like the movement part, I'm not exaggerating. He kept calling it a movement. The Cut That's movement. crazy. That's crazy. He's blasting the Spider-Man yeah. Two soundtrack yeah. on the ride over. To, you know, <laughs> I mean, indicated. the thing I'm is, like, so I think- worked up over it. I think maybe you know. <laughs> Obviously, the movie that we got was kind of this Frankenstein monster of like Joss Whedon stuff and an abomination. Yeah. So, 
But like, what are you expecting the Snyder Cut to be? Like, I guess it's for people that liked Batman versus Superman. They liked Man of Steel. I didn't like either of those movies, so I don't expect this movie to be. Are you a grown up? (laughs) I think it's not for fucking children. (laughs) It's only grown up. The big question is to pose to each other: Are you going to watch it? So what we know coming out of the panel, Joe, the big important info broken up into four hour long parts. It is a four hour long. Hold on. Of course, Sorry, it's of course. too much. Wait for Return <laughs> of the long Justice League movie miniseries uh, that will be screened a in... A sweeping miniseries sweeping brought miniseries, to you by Mike, director. That is <laughs> shot for 180 uh, perspective formatting for, for IMAX formatting that will be broadcast on television on HBO Max that way. So it almost looks like it's letterboxed. And do we have a yeah. release date? Wow. 2021, uh, just yeah, oh. ambiguous 2021. I was yeah. gonna say they need to release this in 2020 because if they did, this could very well be nominated for Oscars. Because if you think about it, no movies are coming out this year. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the oh, Irishman, no. Jacob. It's four hours long. Yeah. You said, you said Sonic. The bad there's shit a thing total. <laughs> no, there's think about it because there's no redesign. movies coming out this year. I love it. But can so what are they gonna nominate? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Is it? It's technically a miniseries. It's too much. I, so yeah. the I question nominate. again: Best picture. Are you guys going to watch genre, it? You, are you going to wait till? <laughs> are you going to wait till after it's released? When it's released as one four-hour movie, would you sit down and watch I'm it gonna, in that chunk? Is it going to be your favorite TV show, Jacob? <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. I'm going to buy it or whatever. Or if it's going to be free on HBO Max, even better. I'll definitely watch it. I'm not saying that it's going to be good. This? Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not expecting it to be good, but I'm curious. I mean I watched the Batman versus Superman uh ultimate director's edition or whatever. I've never done that. There's two and different cuts it, of it, including the yeah. and then the theatrical. There's the ultimate, the director, and then the theatrical. Yeah, and I've even seen, you know, I've seen the Watchmen extended full director's cut. So of course I'm gonna watch this, but I'd, I'm not expecting it to be good. That's all. I mean, I've never even seen the original Justice League, full disclosure. Wow. I mean, I'm not fucking around here. But I, if I do watch this, I will have to wait till it's all done and get heavily sedated and watch but, it in one go. <laughs> and, all four hours, just knock it out. But Mike, you're an Owls of Gahul guy. <laughs> if I knew what that Big was. Big Sucker yeah. Punch fan. What the fuck is oh, the Owls sucker of punch? Gahul? The Guardians oh, of the, the Owls, Owls of, of Gahul. Gahul? <laughs> Excuse me. about that. Yes, yeah, it's a bunch of owls. Owl movie. Well, here's the thing. Like, I yeah, uh, Sucker Punch. I was kind of a Zack Snyder fan until Sucker Punch came out. At which point, I realized this guy just likes to whip around special effects and can't tell stories. Because um, he did the reboot of Dawn of the Dead, which was all right. I love his and Dawn I like Three Hundred a lot. Three Hundred aesthetically looks great because it started that whole yeah. slow motion, slow fast action stuff. Michael which, Fassbender's first movie. Come on. Yeah, it looks He's like, like a ramping comic the book. camera a lot. Jerry Butts, gotta love Jerry Butts. Yeah, I was into it, but now I just think he likes depressing shit, and all of his heroes are always <laughs> depressed and bad. And I think right, I don't it's know. for yeah. movies for adults. Okay, look, if not, you don't think that's how it child. is, you're Superman living in a, a fucking fantasy hope. world. <laughs> Batman yeah, would so. rape someone. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Um, we'll kill all the civilians. What we'll is see, but yeah, I like that I haven't taking? seen the. I'll continue to not watch regular Justice League, so I have a, a clean. But you got to watch that one first. That's interesting. See how much better or worse. So the oh, okay. that is the track has. for this podcast. Mike so is Mike doing the real experiment, Normies, that we should I'll check abstain. in with again. The unfiltered is Justice League good, just as a Zack Snyder movie experience. And I'll well, tell you what are the things that I like or hate. Were they in the original? Yeah. I'm going to watch the original uh, and then I'm going to watch the new one and I'm going to watch both of them in the course of like a week. Back so they're really, really fresh. That yeah, like I mean, and then I'm going to hit play at the same time on both. <laughs> side yes. by side. And then I'm so going to write with ex- my right and left hands. <laughs> what I'm expecting <laughs> is that I do think it'll be better than the theatrical release cut of Justice League, but I don't think it's going to be good. And I think it'll look better because the whole problem with the Justice League is they tried to, they changed the coloring, they brightened it up, made it more colorful, but it wasn't shot to look that way. So it just doesn't look good. So I think it'll look better with these more like, you know, dark, uh, high contrast look, but I don't think it's going to be a good movie. Jacob, you're telling me you Mm. think with six years and an additional $30 million to work with that they're going to come up with a better product after hearing everyone's complaints about it? Right, but I don't think that's possible. It's going to be closer to his original vision. And if you think about it, they're actually, it's actually a pretty genius in terms of, of making money because they're going to release the same movie over again. And so they're going to get a bunch of more money for it, right? If COVID hadn't happened, it would have never been released. They're going to get a bunch more yeah, money and a bunch more streams. Do you think, do you see people signing up for this or for HBO Max service and keeping it because of the Snyder Cut? Because I'll tell you, Maybe I think the most of the people heads. who are, yeah, but the Snyder Heads already have it so they can watch all of their other DC content. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who are mm-hmm. super excited about this are likely already HBO subscribers. Maybe you'll get some people back who bailed after Game of Thrones. Um, I think that's probably what they're hoping for. But are they going to stick around right. or are they going to use that week trial and then that that be that? Is this a baby Yoda? That's why it's four weeks. Is that confirmed? I don't remember that being officially confirmed. So wait, it's coming out in four installments sep- separated by yeah. a week? Because mm. I'd, I'd rather I watch it all segmented, at once. Yeah. You don't want to see the first hour is Ezra Miller's flash before any of the action starts. And he's Ooh. just like walking around town talking no, to people. I don't want to watch the first 25% of a movie and then wait a week. Watch the second 25%, wait another week. Like that, but you like just if, said it should be nominated for Oscars. <laughs> I'm saying it would be funny if it was because there's no movies coming out this year. Nothing it's out It's going to be now. Sonic the Hedgehog, Mulan, and Tenet for Best Picture. Tenet. Um, yeah, so you could get the Snyder cut in there. The other things we yeah. do know about it, based on uh, the panel and his comments, you're going to see a lot more of The Flash. It seems like a lot of the hype around DC fandom in terms of the movies and trying to connect these a little better was centered around um, Ezra Miller's Flash. They're putting a lot of eggs in, into that really crazy basket. Um, <laughs> and I'm surprised he still has a job. Yeah, me too. You're going to see his whole emotional arc, apparently, and you're going to see him do something with the Speed Force that Zack Snyder has never seen anyone try before, and it's going to look like nothing you've ever seen on film before. (laughs) I'm sure it'll look very similar to something that happened in the Flash TV show, but maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) We'll have to see. We'll see. Oh, man. 
Did you guys like the you know, trailer? It's... Are you big fans of Hallelujah? Or no? Well, this is the, that oh, that made God. me laugh so that. hard because if you don't if you haven't seen Watchmen, he uses that in a in a very funny scene of Watchmen during a, a sex scene between um, Night Owl and uh, Silk Spectre. So the fact that he's using one of the most overused songs in movie history is just like. Like everyone's trying to be James Gunn with like the deep cuts and stuff, but not everyone can do it. And sometimes like the the needle drops that you pick are just like so obvious that it's just funny. And like so, try to think outside of the box, Zack Snyder. Okay, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but Hallelujah, it's overdone. Okay, I'm just saying. But Superman is a Christ-like figure. Yeah, do you, do get, you it? get it? He died for us. I, I got it three yeah, movies it. ago. Look, only adults understand. I need a lot Christian of ADR. <laughs> What about you, Colin? Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of shirtless uh, Dark Side or? Yeah, that's interesting too. Um, to release Dark Side, to true, to completely redesign Steppenwolf, who I guess is still the villain of the picture, you would imagine. Um, it, it is very much like Sonic. I don't know. I mean, Dark Side. I don't know. I'm comparing, not watch it. <laughs> comparing this Dark Side to uh, Thanos because it's like he's like DC's Thanos. And think about the buildup that Thanos had. And now you're just going to have Darkseid just show up in this movie that where he's not even the main villain. I guess maybe they're building to something later, but like, to, I don't to understand. When, no to when? To when? This movie two. came out in 2016 and bombed. Jacob, yeah. you just said something <laughs> that I think I finally understand why Snyder heads hate everyone else so much. Because you said uh, Darkseid is, is Thanos, or, you know, DC's Thanos, which is like, Oh boy, <laughs> comic book fans it would be like roll, you know, like that's the opposite of how that sure. sentence should be said. Uh, and I think that's right. I, but I, think about right. understand you know, the a little bit why they why they they lose but, their minds so much. Yeah, just compare the two outputs of the of the movies. I mean, it's clear that normies know way more about Marvel at this point. And like I said, I was a DC kid growing up. I didn't know shit about Marvel. Um, until the movies came out. So I know way more about the backstory and like the mythology of DC characters. It's just they really botched the the buildup. They were trying to do a, an MCU, the but they it was just accelerated so much that um, it loses all its impact. They couldn't handle the speed. What they really needed was, uh, you know, a shirtless, dark side, shirtless dark side should have just walked up to the mic and said, dark side is coming and then turn around and he's got Kevin Hart on his back. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, here's the thing. Sonic fans, I think, were yelling because they liked Sonic, but these fans are yelling because they like Zack Snyder. It's, <laughs> right. It's kind right. of not the same thing. That's true. That's, That's true. I've never, yeah. it's just, I never expected this kind of, like, no one cult did. to build around <laughs> Zack Snyder. We were all Snyder. locked in our houses. <laughs> like, cri- right. like, people that were, like, Christopher Nolan heads, like, I get that. Like, he has a certain, you know, aesthetic and brand that that some people like and they'll see like all his movies and stuff. And they love the, the dark Knight trilogy. Zack Snyder is not high art. He never has been. Right. right. And he never will. But be. It's the only cult of positivity I see. And I think Jacob's right about that because I only see one other cult of negativity and that's about Ryan Johnson. And it's truly just, it's truly, it's these, well, there's the Ryan Johnson defenders too. one movie, but it's just one movie to both these people where they're like, 
Justice League wasn't how it was supposed to be. Last Jedi wasn't how it was supposed to be. If, if, right, well, all these Ryan point, Johnson like, haters. Doesn't matter. Like, these, none these of Ryan Johnson haters. Never seen Brick. Never seen, you know, the Brothers Bloom. They don't know shit about Ryan Johnson, okay? So get out of here, haters. <laughs> Tell me what you know about Adrian defense. Brody on a train. Yeah, uh, you ever seen Looper? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make the time for it. All right. Well, we'll get the Ryan Johnson cast out later this year because uh, we'll probably have one or two. We're free. We're free of, of him, Mike. Let's let's get away from Ryan. Let's get away from <sighs> Zach. Let's go to positive. Let's talk about a new Batman called Robert Battenson, Mike. And he's got Rob fists. And he's strong. And his name is Rob Bat Pat. And he sparkles. And he's only ever done one movie called Twilight. If you're my brother texting me asking who he is. He's done way better. I his name was Vengeance. <laughs> I thought he was the knight. Um, yeah, Ro- Robert like Pattinson, that. people still underrate him because of Twilight, which mm. he's very much separated himself from, which, um, you know, in a similar style that uh, John Boyega is now separating himself from Star Wars, um, Robert Pattinson <laughs> is a really good actor, actually, in a lot of smaller independent movies and what such. What is a movie you would recommend people to see that Robert Pattinson has well, you know what I'm gonna say. I watched <laughs> I watched The King and he was not oh, that's very right, good really? in that. How dare you? Well, he does a French accent. No. Oh that was fun, but not in a Timothy good way. You know he sings folk songs too. He had like a like a does record he? where he sang like folk songs. He's also seems like a really Man. weird person. I I read this interview with him where he just seems like a batshit insane person. Perfect. Let me tell you why he would be your best friend. And I have thought about this hearing uh, professional film critics talk on podcasts, Jacob, where I've thought Robert Pattinson would be Jacob's best friend. I hope Supposedly, so. in between every question, he jewels like crazy. He just vapes non fucking stop. <laughs> why not? I believe why it. Why not? Clouds, My favorite um, thing about him is I read a headline the other day that said he blew up his microwave while trying to invent a new pasta recipe. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> the interview like, I was talking about. Yeah, that's and he makes a, like this food mound. <laughs> that's a headline. Um, that good. I could good. draw a line from. Yeah, I could draw a line from that to inventing, you know, the Batmobile. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Easily. That is how Bruce shit. Wayne would act, yeah. Mike. He would be a completely mental, you know, insane. I love the sad. Everybody's have to saying buy another toaster, Mike. Everybody's throwing out Toby and Number Three, the Spider-Man emo. <laughs> you know, they're like, look at him; he's mm-hmm. just dripping with this swagger. But Pattinson's got that, baby. That's who he is in his soul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've been saying for years that the only thing you need to be a good Batman is a good jawline, and he's got he's that. Got a great jawline. He looks good in a cowl. Yeah, no, yeah. I think like um, Toby. I like the little ears. Toby Did was an guys... emo poser. Okay. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's well, like, a real emo boy. Yeah, Spider Man's not an emo boy to begin parade. with. That's uh, that is Bruce Wayne's Mm-mm. stick. Did you guys watch this panel at all? Which was uh, Aisha Tyler and uh, Matt Reeves, and Matt Reeves rambles hard for like 20 minutes about how much he loves Batman. And uh, he's just very excited for it. Oh, he said a lot of really interesting stuff. Uh, Darwin Cook's ego being a big inspiration to him, which I thought was fascinating. Um, How much he was excited to dive into uh, Bruce Wayne as a personality. 
uh, how this is kind of the beginning of a lot of things. This is the first time the Riddlers appealed, Peng, er, appeared. Penguin mm-hmm. is not Penguin yet. He's just trying to become a crime boss. Um, a lot of that kind of sounds a little like Gotham-y, Colin. Do you, you see what I'm saying there? Like, yeah, what's the difference that. between that mm-hmm. and Robin uh, Wright's uh, Penguin? You know what I mean? And people are throwing out a lot of comparisons to the Earth 2 comic book, Lee Berbera Mijo, the sort of look and the armored aesthetic, but still simple cloth aesthetic and accents. Um, I don't know. Joe, we were texting the other day, and the big thought that came to me is the older I get, the more Adam West Batman is like the perfect Batman to me. So if things yeah. like leaned a little closer to that, I'm happier. And that's why I really like the Pattinson Batman, because he seems like the only guy who's like, like doing West. everything himself. Yeah, he's like a crazy <laughs> loose cannon Adam West, Jacob. Sure. I do. Um, um, yeah, Colin, I 100% agree. I think there's something really... You know, like Batman at the core of his character is a dude without superpowers who's going out there doing crazy stuff. Uh, You don't really get that sense with the few appearances we had of Ben Affleck. He's literally fighting monsters in the sky. But watching Robert kind of like coast into a hallway to talk to a cop about how some Zodiac killer is going around. I don't know. Right. Doing detective stuff. Pretty detective-y. Yeah. For detective comics. Right, he's doing detective stuff. Makes sense. It's great. He's doing his own stuff. It par- partially feels like some Christopher Nolan-inspired stuff with the sort of realism of the world. And also it's partly kind of based on like year one, right? Because he's he's a younger guy just starting out as Batman. So it's interesting they it's go from two. older Batman. Year two. Um, yeah. But they go from you know older Ben Affleck Batman, who's already like a CEO of, of Wayne... I don't know if uh, this Batman is like the CEO of Wayne Industries or yet or anything, but it's just interesting to me that they go from this older statesman kind of Batman who already has everything figured out to just starting out kind of young Batman doing everything no, himself. Dude, this one sleeps in a gutter. <laughs> Seems yeah. like it. It does seem um, like the Batcave is like an abandoned train station or something like that. I don't know. I think there's going to be yeah. elements of this that I really, really love and then elements that kind of let me down. I'm really glad that he yeah. was inspired by like you know, or placed it in year two, that this is not Batman Begins. Hopefully we right. won't see Martha get Thank shot God. and left in a gutter. Um, I really, you know, I'm glad it's year two. We're not, Please don't make me watch another meet cute with, with Gordon. Like, just, just can we just right. exist? Well, it seems like they're going to be, it's going to be a meet cute with Catwoman because it's going to be, uh, you know, Catwoman love interest type stuff going on a meowt cute <laughs> um it's had zoe, zoe kravitz, kravitz of mad max fury road fame that's right <laughs> yeah oh, she I plays one of the brides one of the oh yeah one of the breeders um, yeah, the prize yeah we brides. see her a little bit we see her um uniform design with like little cat ears i guess um wasn't super <laughs> impressed by that but um, no um, we but learned yeah, in like the panel like, that is not her costume that is but that's probably like her starting costume, out costume yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, like she's her. She's not Catwoman, right? That's her homemade. That's her. She's a jewel thief or whatever yeah. right now, and then she'll become. I would Catwoman. say cat burglar. The one cat complaint burglar. could we all agree maybe across the board is there's a lot of times when these movies come out and they'll say no, 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 they're not that thing yet, and I'll just say right, but I just want them to be that thing. <laughs> yeah, I think people. I and mean, then sometimes they'll just be like, "That is the case. We lied yes, to yes, your yes. face. She is Talia Al Ghul. It sucks." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, you know, origin stories. We've seen it. Obviously, we've seen Batman's origin so many times. We don't need to see it again. Um, Selena Kyle has not been as explored as much, even when Catwoman is explored, like in the Halle Berry movie, it's like totally wrong and, and bad. So seeing her in even, you know, in a, uh, whatever her name is that, uh, played Catwoman in, uh, Dark Knight Rises, Anne wasn't Hathaway. a super true to life. Anne Hathaway was not a super mm-hmm. true to that character either. So we're going to see a more true to life character of Catwoman. That kind of has me intrigued. And seeing the Riddler as like an actual scary, serious villain with like, you know, David Fincher's seven, you know, Kevin Spacey <laughs> vibes like that to me is like really interesting as well. Um, going from, you know, the over the topness of Jim Carrey and then we get Paul Dano doing just this oh very my creepy God. thing. Um, I do like the idea of like Paul Dano, well, I'm a Paul Dano fan, but it's like, yeah, this is weird seven style serial killer guy versus... I will blow up the entire stadium. <laughs> like it's a little yeah. smaller, oh, and, and I yes, like that. Yeah, it's a friendly neighborhood Batman. Right. I you think know? yeah, this could be the rejuvenation that Batman needs in the movies because I just think it feels fresh to me, but also feels like it's taking stuff from past movies and incorporating it and just making it its own thing. So I'm pretty excited. No more Batman in an Iron Man suit, um, please. I really wanted to dislike it. I I'm kind of sick of seeing a young Batman who's just starting out. Like I want a Batman who's got a Robin and a Nightwing and a Batgirl and a Red Hood and a Rogues Gallery. Yeah, the stuff whole Bat family. Um, and then I saw the trailer and I completely flipped my switch, man. I I, I love how they took 25 percent of the movie that they've filmed so far and cut together one of the best trailers I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, totally. And that scene when he just fucking starts beating on that guy that was like you know that released something primal within me where i was just like yes i'm gonna can see I, that happening sure. can i ramble about my favorite <laughs> shot in the entire trailer real quick it's during that and it's when they cut to what looks like an 18 year old wince when he watches what batman's doing i'm really hoping that is an indication that we're gonna watch this batman learn a lesson and that, like, maybe you don't have to obliterate someone's face and that you should be a symbol of yeah. hope and not, but you know, not crazy. A yeah, I really, I really hope <laughs> at least, you know, including that shot and, and hopefully it's in the movie as well, kind of shows me that Matt Reeves has an understanding of, of the character. And, and I think we're going to see this Batman, you know, kind of know how he should look to the city and how he becomes more of a symbol of hope. Goes from being vengeance to the symbol of hope. Um, like Spider-Man, great power, great responsibility. I like that idea. Like as much as Arkham, it's fun to beat up low-level thugs. Yeah, maybe don't obliterate a guy who just, you know, lifted a car stereo right. within an inch of <laughs> yeah. his life. There's probably another way to go about it. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm very interested um, because I was also wasn't going into it. I was like, eh, I'm kind of iffy on this. I don't know if I'm going to like it. And then after seeing the trailer, I was like, I'm pretty sold on, on this. Um, yeah. As a bunch of guys who came off of what we called the summer of fun, we were talking blockbusters, we hit that Andrew Garfield point. Weren't we all kind of thinking, is this just going to be an Andrew Garfield phase for Batman? Mm. Could have been, but it's, it's, it's grittier, it's darker again, but uh, I don't know. I like the idea. Like Detective action from the Detective Comics. Yeah. Gumshoe, who dresses things. like an animal. Love it. 
It's and, my favorite uh, by Batmobile the way, in a long time. It's not a tank. It's a car. Mm. I love that. Right. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know, Colin teed it up earlier, but I didn't mention, if you want to see some examples of Rob Bat Batmanson doing some good acting, um, I would check out, first of all, uh, check out The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. Um, oh, yeah. And then also right. check out, you know, another movie you might have heard of called Good Time by the Safdie brothers of uh, mm. Uncut Gems fame. Good Time, uh, also a pretty good movie. So Robert Pattinson, he can act when he is given, like, you know, the role or, like, a good director to, like, give him something interesting to do. Uh, one of my buddies in college, Tyler, uh, went on a date with a girl one time. And he was like, yeah, this girl's super excited. We're going to go see this movie with the guy who's in Twilight. And it's exactly like Jacob said. He had his phase, or he's sort of come out and said now where he's like, I can do anything I want for the rest of my life because of the money I've made off of Twilight. I don't have to be a movie star. And he made this rom-com. I can't remember who the girl is, but it's called Remember oh, Me. Oh, Remember Me, yeah. Jacob, end of do that. you know the twist end to <laughs> yes. this movie? Yes. So he comes back. Spoiler, he, alert, spoiler alert for Remember Me. And I'm sorry if you guys don't know Jump this, ahead too. About 45 he seconds. He comes back yeah. from the date, and I go, how did it go? And he goes, she ended up crying the entire time. Do you know what happens at the end of that movie? I said, no, I have no idea. The last scene in the movie is he goes to his dad's office in the World Trade Center on September 11th and dies in 9-11. It's probably the greatest Damn. twist ending of all time. I haven't seen the movie, but... Uh, for rom-com? For, nope. Yeah, for any it movie. It is Sixth Sense level of, uh, of twist. <laughs> twist to agree. I always think about him when I think of Robert Pattinson wow. now. Yeah, I always but think he's, of but yeah. Remember Me when I think of Robert Pattinson more than anything. <laughs> he's the he's the sneak attack 9-11 uh, movie guy to me. It's weird. Guy. Yeah. No, to me, he's Cedric oh, Diggory from Harry Potter. Uh, yes, but no, he has a similar... He has a similar, you know, post-franchise career to Daniel Radcliffe, who's just doing all these weird indies and stuff. And um, they can afford to do it because they made a ton of money as child actors in a super okay. popular franchise. Jesus Christ. Jacob, pitch the movie where the Safdie brothers direct those two as like brothers or something. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking game changer movie one day. Fucking remake uh, Midnight Cowboy with those two. <laughs> that would be great. There you well, go. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> has that movie with guns nailed to his hands. Guns gun akimbo. akimbo. Fucking terrible. Guns Colin, have you seen all of yeah. the the fan theories and rumors that uh, – and this is going to segue perfectly into our next topic. There are two you know, elements of the DC universe that are getting like major vibes in everything. And one is what I'm about to say. The uh, rumors and fan theories that the Riddler is hunting down the Court of Owls and thinks that Bruce Wayne is a part of it. Have you seen any of that? People love the Court of Owls all of a sudden. People love the Court of Owls. Huge arc. Um, We'll be talking about something like you said in just a minute. Joe, I have seen that. Obviously, the big comparison is that the Halloween card that he leaves that's the, you know, trip has like some owls on it. I find that it's just more of an homage Mm. to the Zodiac Killer. I don't think so. People also argue there's a shot where he's flying up on a grappling hook and you see someone with a white owl mask. Again, I just think that's a blur of the camera. People are all of a sudden obsessed with the Court of Owls. It is that and King Shark. 
King Shark is in sure. everything. He's in the Suicide Squad movie. He's in the Harley Quinn show. He was in Flash, and he's in one of the video games that we'll talk about. Right. Um, I was going to say, you know, Joe, if you want that whole Bat Family thing, and if you want, if you're interested in the Court of Owls, I said it before, but normies, check out the animated DC movies, the Batman. Uh, movies in particular with with um, Son of Batman, Damian Wayne as 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 Robin and everything. Those all to me are really good um, animated movies. So check those out. You get the whole. You get Nightwing. You get everybody. And um, the Court of Owls makes an appearance in one of those movies. Um, Batman vs. Robin, I believe. Yep. When he's being yeah. trained by Talon. Right, and you get uh, you've got. Uh, Batman, Bad Blood, and so all those movies are connected, and they're really fun. So check those out. I love Taylor Swift in that one. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. if you're uh, looking for a primer for what we might see in the Batman, they're going to be making an adaptation of the Long Halloween in animated form. So uh, that could be pretty interesting. Seems like a two-parter, Joe. That is crazy. Yeah, and uh, that's going to have some story elements that I think are similar to what we're going to see in this take of the Batman, because as we knew going into it, this was going to be a big inspiration. Nice, nice, nice. Well, new adaptation coming from a comic. Anything else on the comic side of fandom, you know, not just movies and stuff that was uh, notable or anything worth checking out or... Joe pitched the biggest thing up top. It's that Milestone Comics is coming back to DC. Now that is black creator-owned comic books that are being reintegrated. You're getting characters like Icon, who a lot of people have called the African-American Superman for a long time. His sidekick Rocket, Jacob, we've seen them in Young Justice. We fucking love them, kind of. They're not really big characters, but they're there. But Static, Static a big character on that. And we all grew up with Static Static on that show. Phil Lamar voicing a very iconic character. He was part of the panel to introduce it, and uh, he said they're actively developing in the works a static movie. That was sort of the most they wanted to say I about it, but it is on their mind. So, and he's a huge character. We love Static. He's going to have a. Um, he needs to surf on the sewer lid and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a digital first comic book series at the top of 2021. Really looking forward to seeing how they bring Ooh. that character back. Um, I mean, he's got super Spider Man cool. vibes. He's he's. Really relatable. I cannot wait to see uh, all those characters come back. Uh, they kept making hardware hardware jokes in the panel too. Like, like yeah, hardware sucks. Unfortunately, um, boo 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 boo. Uh, the other <laughs> but, thing I would say, Joe Wright is the is the Sandman universe. Uh, yeah. We're talking again, um, kind of an interesting going into DC fandom. Jim Lee was in kind of a hard spot where. There'd kind of been some news. We talked about it in some earlier episodes where DC Comics was maybe going through some shifting, losing some money. AT&T, the new overlords over there, sort of restructured things. So they kind of had to go in with that. And they had just, unfortunately, ended pretty much the entire run of the Sandman universe. So when you have Neil Gaiman on for a panel to talk Sandman it kind of geared more towards what the Netflix adaptation of the show is going to be opposed to the continuing comic run, which he is still working on. And the, uh, the sum there was, well, since COVID hit, nothing has happened. So I can't give you any updates because there are none. Boo. Hmm. It's a bummer. Um, video games. We got a couple things there. 
touch on real quick before we hit the oh, wrap yeah. up? I mean, kill the Justice League, the Suicide Squad game. I mean, people have been saying the Marvel's Avengers looks not so good, but what do we think about these well, DC side What games? do you think you of the concept, Mike? Can you buy it? Is somebody like Harley Quinn capable of killing Superman? Uh, I mean, who knows? But I like that on one side of this coin where we're trying to revive the dead failed Justice League film, and then now we have a game that's about killing <laughs> said Justice League. I like that idea of, you know, being kind of the, the villains, like like much like the boys, you know, trying to take out the soups or, you know, the hero team. And this like game that. is set in the Arkham universe, so you have characters uh, that we haven't, it's rock that we steady, haven't yeah. seen yet in that universe, but that have been teased. Like Flash has been teased, Superman's been teased. Now we're going to see them, uh, hopefully, I mean, Superman, we know we're going to see, hopefully we're going to see characters like Flash and Wonder Woman. You can't say kill the Justice League and then just have Superman. It's got to be the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a cool concept. Um, I think, and again, we, we trust Rocksteady with the DC properties, at least every other time. I don't really care for Harley's so design. It seems a little too Suicide Squad movie themed for me. I liked her design more in the Arkham game, uh, the Arkham maybe city. Oh yeah, uh, you know, not not the one where she's a nurse, but not the one the where sexy she's like nurse, taking over. Yeah, not the first I'm not allowed one. To say it. Um, and then King Shark. I think this was actually. Uh, I read a take that was really interesting. That this is the best version of King Shark. King Shark is actually a demigod, um, and he's got like Samoan tribal tattoos and things like that. So he kind of fits in more with his actual backstory. And then we saw uh, Captain Boomerang doing something he can do, used to be able to do in the comics before Crisis, where he can like move fast and things like that. So I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah, fun idea. I mean, I'll keep an eye on it as it's you know gets closer. Maybe try. Do you want to kill the Justice League, Jacob? Um, sure. I, I don't. Zack Snyder Patrol, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I really don't. <laughs> I just think it's such a weird concept. It, if yeah. this is the Arkham universe of Rocksteady, where I know I've got a Kevin Conroy Batman that I've kind of loved. He is intense, but I've followed through three video games. I have to kill the Wonder Woman he knows and loves in that world? That that breaks my heart. Obviously, right. it's not going to really go that no. way. I mean, you see Brainiac ship in the background. The Justice League's being controlled. Amanda Waller sends Task Force X out to, to you know. Right, I feel like it's uh, it's too similar to Injustice, where it's like, oh, the Justice League is evil or something. I don't know. That's how it goes. A different type of gameplay. The Justice but, League yeah. is evil or something. And then there's another <laughs> game that is uh, not in the Arkham universe. I saw people were a little confused about this. It is not in the same universe as the Arkham games. Gotham Knights. Did you guys check out the, the trailer for this mm-hmm. one? Yeah, it looks a little more colorful, a little more arcadey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. As a big fan of the Bat Family, I am super excited to play as Dick Grayson and Tim Tim Drake and uh, Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon. Um, one of the elements I thought was most exciting is it definitely looks like you're going to be able to change up your suit and abilities and things like that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, that's let's get the reference in Ultimate Alliance Three. Joe, is this the DC version of it? <laughs> I don't know what this is going to be. Is, um, is it a loot crawler? I can't tell. Well, I, I want to. Says open yeah, world. It seems like it's just one of the Arkham games, but you're playing as any one of the the four kids, and you're supposed to believe Batman's dead, but then 
The Court of Owls is in it as well. Did you guys watch the gameplay trailer as well as the story trailer? Because in the gameplay trailer, you watch watch a Mr. Freeze boss fight. um, And you see that like you can take two characters into a location and then uh, and then battle from there. And it's interesting. And that's kind of how I saw that you could change the suit up because, you know, the the Tim Drake, the Robin in this had a cowl like Red Robin. Mm-hmm. So obviously that was different. Um, I'm into it, but there are also some things I really didn't like. Like it seems almost like Batgirl is going to be like the Batman clone where she'll be able to, you know, do a lot of the things we did in the Arkham games. Um, and then the other ones like, it almost looked like t- uh, Tim Drake was like shifting in space and time. Like <laughs> didn't like that. It didn't look like uh, he was yeah. grappling, hooking For around. Me, it looked uh, like he was just appearing. I'm all about Red Hood, mm. Nightwing, and Red Hood. That's who I pew 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 pew. Like a guy just shooting oh, yeah. guns at bad guys. Yeah. So yeah, the the beginning right. of the trailer well, is super you know. fun, and then it gets spooky, and the court of owls appears. Because like I said, everyone's like obsessed with the court of owls now, man. Right. Court of owls and King Shark. Well, think about so you know, <laughs> it's only, it's what's only going on in popular culture. You know, conspiracies and and things like that are very uh, in right now. You that know? makes sense. Owl anon, that's right. And Owl-Anon. Jacob, as a guy who is in a club called the Barn Owls, do you have any connection? <laughs> To the Court of Owls. Uh, I can't disclose that information. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny uh, any connection to that. I think that's kind of it on the gamer well, news. Well, I'll right? be damned. I was just going to make a joke about the legend of the Guardian, the Owls of oh. Gahuli, because there's <laughs> owls course. everywhere on this podcast. Right. Everywhere we've there? been, I guess. Trying to gahool me up right now, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, I think we need to wrap this thing up, and uh, I'll be the first one to say, let's get on over there. Thank you. We love you, DC. This guy's crazy! We're back. Talking DC fandom here on Normies Like Us. Uh, you know, the king of Atlantis has to go back in the water eventually. Superman, he's going back in the ground. Wonder Woman, she's got to return to 1984. Catch you later, dude. <laughs> Bye, Arthur. Oh, we haven't seen him in a while. I'm, I'm always <laughs> happy he's around. Ah, oh, I'm going to miss you, pal. But we're here, we're wrapping it up, giving our final thoughts on DC fandom, sort of the DC movie universe, the games, the comics. We talked about it all. We covered it. Uh, Joe brought up some amazing points about the actual event itself, how we consumed it, how it was sort of uh, the presentation of the summer. I want to hear you guys' final thoughts on it. Yeah, I'll jump in first. Um, It seems like they pulled off a very good event, especially during these times, and I think I like the direction most of these things are going uh trending at least except for schneider cut we'll see but as i said i'll I'll be the control here and i'll watch it completely you know clear thing um, you're most excited for yeah, too i, I, I want to hear that as well i think james gunn suicide squad i mean i loved his stuff with guardians and it just looks like they grabbed him as soon as he got fired from marvel and said hey do whatever you want here's the money 
uh, go crazy because we, we trust you. So that's what I'm most excited that. And supposedly he didn't like, have a we'll single happens. character off the board. He could have done whatever he wanted and chose all the characters he wanted. Weasel. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yes. And with Marvel having, you know, they dropped Endgame, which ironically was maybe the last super blockbuster ever. Who knows, right? Uh, but where they're going, we don't know because there's a bunch of stuff on the back burner. But it, it seems like I'm more optimistic about seeing new stuff coming from DC even than I am from Marvel right now, which is uh, weird. I didn't think I'd be there, you know, this time wow. last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, uh, like I said, you know, Snyder Cut, I'm sort of iffy on but uh i'm definitely interested to watch it and uh either ridicule it or be pleasantly surprised but probably the former um and then but what i did like i you know love the batman suicide squad i'm pretty hyped for that and wonder woman 84 i think that's going to be really good when we see that eventually and i just would really like to be able to go to theaters again so i hope that happens soon um but yeah, I'm excited for a lot of this movies. Um, not so much Black Adam. Um, I'm also excited for Aquaman too. I don't know if that was touched on at all, but uh, only a touch. Not not much news there. James Wan had a panel that was smaller than the Ezra Miller Flash panel, where they just showed some Flash concept art. Where basically James Wan was like, Aquaman two will be more serious than Aquaman one. <laughs> so oh. take that as you will, Jacob. <laughs> well, what I liked about the first one was kind of how like dumb it was so hopefully hell yeah you did <laughs> uh he's back oh, sorry yeah. we were so, you oh, called yeah. him you wanted him to come i need them to keep all the goofy um <laughs> you know uniforms and costumes and keep the octopus banging on the drums during the <laughs> duel scene um that's <laughs> that's a character if he wow, doesn't talk what about a deep cut. himself i'm not in <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I'm a big fan of that, that the Jason Momoa Aquaman is not like the comics at all, but I'm just a big fan of him. So don't really, don't change what's already working is, would be my advice. Um, the flash I'm not, is not in it on this Ezra Miller flash at all, which flash to me was like my favorite character growing up. So I'm really disappointed. Um, I'd like to see like a good flash movie at some point in my life, but maybe we'll have to wait on that. But overall, that's how I feel. The fact that I'm like, ooh, Rock, tell me more about that Black Adam movie. And Ezra Miller, everything he says, I'm like, don't mess up the Tim Burton Batman films. Right, yeah. I mean, having Michael Keaton in there, I don't know, could be interesting. But uh, I'm just not a fan of Ezra Miller. Never have been. Uh, Fantastic Flash and where to find him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So overall, I'm pretty hyped for for stuff that I that I was hyped for, and uh, you know, not hyped for some other stuff. But overall, I would say better than I thought. DC fandom. We'll put it on the front <laughs> better page. Than I better than, better I, than, thought, than I thought, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I loved it. I, I loved the uh, the Joe. the premium con content is what I would say this was. Uh, one little bit that I really enjoyed that I didn't touch on before, they had uh, Kevin Conroy and Wilfred L. voice Terry and Bruce in like little interludes where they so did weird. basically riff tracks over top of 1966 Batman clips. Um, so it was Batman Beyond like making fun of Batman 66, 
I really enjoyed that. Uh, again, that really feels like con content. That feels like something That's while fun. you're sitting in the hall to watch, you know, a, a 25th anniversary Batman Beyond panel. They'd be like, oh, we put together this fun little thing. You want to watch it? Um, I think they nailed it. Obviously, I'm excited mm-hmm. about the Batman. I'm even going to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. But the thing I'm most excited about coming out of DC fandom is next year's DC fandom. I really hope that this trend continues even once we can go back to cons and experience it in person. I thought it was a great essentially like state of the union uh, address where everyone got to see everything. They really let creators talk and and showed us things that you don't get to see all of the time and it was really nice to feel like a part of a community watching something which is a, a feeling that I don't think anyone else managed to capture in 2020 more than DC fandom. Wow. Uh, nice. Joe, I mean, my thoughts did not come to me until hearing your passion, honestly, where it truly clicked to me. I said earlier that DC at times has felt rudderless, you know, directionless, no captain at the helm. I would argue with what you just said, the captain is the fans. It's very interesting to have a company that is so willing to be like, absolutely, absolutely, we'll give you that. That's what you want? Absolutely. You know, if the if Wonder Woman's great, if you guys want an Amazon spinoff, we will give you that. You guys want more Batman, a Batman show called Gotham Central? We will absolutely give you that. Uh, Jacob, we made the joke about the octopus. I forgot they're making, what is it? It's called The Deep or the whatever. Deep. The, the, the spinoff about the, the you know, the mean little... <laughs> Increase the character the from reef? the boys. The deep. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. The the what are they called? The but the yes, the bad the guys reef. from Aquaman. It's yeah. It's DC. I, I used fan service earlier, but it is it's real fan service. It is them saying, "Look, for a couple of years there, we didn't know what to give you guys, and now we are a school with a suggestion box. It's locked. Right. You put the slips in. We counted fifty that said the Snyder cut. Motherfuckers, you're getting the Snyder cut, and that's an interesting take. So well, you got to give them that like, at least. You know, they they whatever was worked out of the movies they've done in the past five years or whatever, they're just going to take whatever worked and forget what didn't work and just put it out of your mind. And we're just going to go with what, what you guys like. But not even five, not even ten, to say, well, some, some executive had this idea. Well, you know, people like those Tim Burton Batman movies. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, should we get Michael Keaton on the phone? I saw he does a Spider-Man still. He does do a Spider-Man still. Yeah, you know, it's just a domino effect and they just fucking figured it out. Right. Want to be another animal that flies? <laughs> it is well, he did Birdman. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Nothing is impossible. You know what I mean? Like it's it, this isn't like oh Marvel and Sony are sharing the rights to Spider Man. This is literally like oh fucking thirty years ago Michael Keaton made a movie. Yeah, why why not revisit it? And for a company to have so much confidence that what we have discussed today is just part one. They have split it up, Infinity War Endgame style. When this episode is releasing, Normies, you are checking out part two. From the word of it that you're hearing, we're fucking excited to check that out too. So so count us in as well. Yeah, we certainly seem to be standing at the flashpoint of a renaissance wow. for DC content. Um, in films, comics, and video games coming up, TV included. So I'm excited for it. And I have never been excited for DC stuff, really. Uh, so... 
Good job. Good job, DC. Way to, way to turn me around on, on your properties. Put that in the headline, too. <laughs> DC fandom. Better than I thought. Good job. <laughs> there we go. That's All right, it, Normie Norm. fandom. We're starting our... When we do Normie Con and put that to the side and decide to go online exclusive and do Normie fandom, you'll be able to check it out where you always do at normies underscore like underscore us, where you can let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you want us to do episodes on. We love that, too. But as it's always, Snyder we're heads. your hosts. Uh, so Snyderheads, leave us alone. Mail. No, please send me some hate mail. <laughs> no. We no. Have, we've got roses next to our Twitter, so that's how you know we're anti-Snyder Cut or something. There's a whole online politics. But we're your hosts. Uh, this has been Reverse Colin. Detective Comike. Uh, Joe Lee. Joe Lee. Wonder Jacob. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were doing Dolly Parton's Jolene earlier. I was yeah, like, okay, interesting Jolene, choice. Jolie's. I hope we play, play it out to Jolie. That's some Jolie. Maybe it'll sneak in there. <laughs> Mike, play the fucking Dolly Parton. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.